0: Momming is hard. Keeping a small house in order is hard. And momming while trying to keep your small house in order with four kids under the age of eight without losing your mind? Well, that is our topic for today when I chat with my friend Alicia about her need to declutter and strategies for her mom guilt of giving stuff away on today's Cocktails and Containers.
1: Welcome to Cocktails in Containers, your source for organizing strategies perfectly paired with a cocktail. And now, here's your host, who needs a little wine to go with her kid's wine, Christy Lingo.
0: Hello and welcome back to Cocktails in Containers. My name is Christy Lingo. I'm a professional organizer, a mom to two boys, and a mom organizing expert. I am loving this episode today because I think that there are a lot of moms out there that can relate to Alicia's struggle. That idea of wanting to keep things to pass them down to your other kids because you've spent good money on them, but also feeling like you're overwhelmed because. You've got multiple kids at multiple ages, and that means that there's multiple bins of stuff hanging around in your house. So, I was really excited when Alicia agreed to talk to me about this. And this whole episode was inspired by an Instagram story that I saw from Alicia right before the holidays. And she was talking about how do I get excited about getting more stuff for my kids when I think that they don't appreciate or take care of the things that they already have. So, we're going to dive into all of those issues of having kids and having stuff and having a lot of stuff with kids. But first, I want to remind you that anything we chat about during Cocktails and Containers episodes is available in the show notes, which you can get at podcast.simplesolutionsorganizing.com. So if you hear a cocktail recipe or a book referenced or even if I talk to a person that you would like to get in contact with, you can go there, find the episode and get the information that you need. Another thing that you will find in today's show notes is a link to a questionnaire because I want to talk to you I am looking for moms to chat about the organizing and simplifying issues that they are having in their homes. I am a big believer in if you are struggling with something, you are not alone. So let's chat about it here on the podcast and hopefully we can come up with a strategy or two like we did with Alicia today to help you on this journey of getting your family organized. So be sure to visit the show notes, podcast.simplesolutionsorganizing.com and fill out that questionnaire and you might be featured on an upcoming episode. And now here's my chat with Alicia. So I have no idea what you really want to talk about today, but we'll get into it. All it's the not things. a big deal. I have, I
1: have I think I have all the things that exist in the world somewhere in my house.
0: <laughs> well, we'll drill down to like one of those things at a time okay. because that's one of my big things that I talk about with people is like we, we got to pick we got to start with one mm-hmm. because if we try to do it all at one time, we won't be able to do it. So, Alicia, Hi. Hi. I'm here today talking with my friend, Alicia, who is... Well, tell me a little bit about yourself. I I don't need to introduce you. You can introduce
1: yourself. (laughs) Uh, So I am a mom of four children, the oldest being seven and a half and the youngest being three months so um i i stay home with the kids uh which is a full time and a half job i feel like (laughs) most days yeah so we're just we're trying to figure out how to live in a what 1700 square foot house with six people and we'd like to stay in this house and and be here forever so yeah we're just trying to figure out how to manage all the things because you know you have the older kids who have a certain skill set and toys and things they want to play with, but then you still need to hold on to the younger stuff because you still have younger right. kids. So it just feels like all the stuff is coming in and not a whole lot is leaving. Right. So... All right, we'll yeah. get into
0: all of that. But the most important part of today yes,
1: is... The cocktail. Oh, the <laughs> drinking, which is how you get through the day, right? right. Well, so, I mean, wait, what?
0: Wait, what? So you challenged me. Mm-hmm. You said, I want something that tastes good. Yep. Not too alcoholic, Right. But not too high in sugar. Because you just recently, I don't know how recently it was, but you, know, you said you have a three-month-old. You're yes. back like... Now you're free, you're able to exercise, and you're kind of like trying to lose that baby weight. So yes,
1: I'm trying to just be more mindful about what I'm consuming and trying to not eat all the sugar things in my house. So which is a challenge. I feel like I have
0: done a good job at meeting your challenge uh,
1: success.
0: So, so what we are having today is a blackberry kombucha gin fizz. Okay, and if All anybody the out there is not familiar with kombucha, it is a fermented mushroom beverage, which sounds you horrendous. You probably shouldn't
1: have said that. Right. Part. That's <laughs> ignorance is bliss. I don't need to know. It's ooh, okay. Yeah, but it's really good for you. It's got great probiotics for you, mm. um, so
0: it's really good for your gut and for your gut health. And I even brought the bottle to show you, so you can see. So this bottle is two servings, and there is only six grams of sugar per serving. So Aww. if you're going to mix a drink or something That's like brilliant. that, yeah, and it's got a little bit of fizzy. That's kind of what gives it the fizz that you've got in there. I but feel so fancy. I know, right? <laughs> so what we've done is I muddled some blackberries mm-hmm. and lime juice and uh, mint leaves in the bottom. Okay, I muddled that all wow. up for you. And then I put filled the cup with ice. And then put in one ounce of gin, which gin, I found out in reading this recipe, which is from bakedgreens.com, by the way. Gin is made from juniper berries, which are really good for things like regulating menstruation or um taking down inflammation. So, so this is like a health I drink. mean, it's basically I mean, a smoothie. It's good for you. <laughs> Um, So then you you put the ounce of gin in there, and then you top it. We used a ginger kombucha, but then, of course, later on I thought about, I have a blueberry ginger one that I like, and that probably would be really good in here, too. But again, what's nice is that... So what you're saying is you need to come
1: back with that (laughs) drink...
0: With a For different part yeah, exactly. And then
1: we'll just drink that, and we'll compare we'll and compare. contrast. That's, I right. think that's
0: a great yeah. idea. So yeah. and and uh, I think as you've said, this is this actually turned out pretty good. And this to is think delish. that there's you know the actual mixer only has about it, I didn't even use the whole bottle, so I'd yeah. say about four grams of sugar in it, and then whatever would be in the gin. Check, so I feel baby, like this maybe
1: one two. Yeah,
0: we did it. So uh, oh, Alicia, you. I want to mm-hmm. say as you're as you're drinking right now, may all of your things be tidy. And may all of your cocktails be strong. Oh, <laughs> Cheers.
1: Cheers to that. I like that. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, we kind of ta- uh, talked a little bit in your intro about mm-hmm. all the things. All the things. So, what is, like, your number one on your mind? If you had to drill down to, like, this first thing that I want to tackle that is really keeps me up at night. What is that? What
1: is that? Well, I think the thing I am... St- Struggling with the most is the kids stuff. I I can be fairly brutal when it comes to sort of making decisions about my own things and what to get rid of and, you know, what I need versus, you know, things I don't use anymore, stuff like that. But the kids stuff I have a real trouble with because I put a lot of sort of sentiment on things that probably don't even need sentiment. But, you know, I've, you go through the kids clothes and, you remember, oh, I remember them wearing this outfit for this particular thing, or you'll flip through photos and say, oh my gosh, I was just about to give that outfit away and now I feel like I can't because I just saw my older daughter in that and maybe I want to put my younger daughter in it. So dealing with that and then, you know, the, the kids have a ton, for, for me, pers- I think, now compared to some people, it might not be that much, but I think we have a lot, a lot, a lot of toys. And it's it's frustrating to me, because the toys don't get put away, I feel like there's too many things, and you know, when I punish them and we say, okay, I need to take this toy away or I'm get you know, I have, I literally have toys hidden in this room. That have been hidden for over a year. Yeah, tell tell
0: the story you were telling me oh just this right before we started about how you asked your girls to clean up the yes. room and what happened. So
1: I need to preface this with I love my children, <laughs> and ninety percent of the time they are wonderful people. Ten percent of the time they're terrible, horrible, no good human beings. <laughs> this is one of those times. <laughs> Um, I asked them, we have a, a third floor finished attic space that is sort of their space. This is where they have their toys and all their stuff. Hopefully most of the time that's where that lives. And I came up there and I said, Hey guys, you know, we need to try to clean up this space. First of all, usually when I say that it's like, a you know, an atomic bomb went off in here and they lose their ever loving minds. So talk them off the ledge first. And I say, you know, I'm going to help you guys. Let's do this. And then they say, you know, can we, you know, well, if we clean the room, can we watch a show? No, you can't watch a show. You just need to clean this space. Like, this is your stuff. This is part of the expectations of, you know, having all the things. And they said, well, then we're not going to do it. (laughs) I about lost my brainer container. And I thought to myself, I don't know who you are or who is raising you, but your brain broke <laughs> and so it was one of those moments where you just you like you turn inward and you get real quiet like the scary mom quiet it's, it's almost more scary, it's than more than scary the yelling. right and i'm like no that's fine that's fine why don't you guys go ahead and go downstairs and play in your room for a bit and so literally i took everything away i left a couple of toys we have a little closet Um, And I kept a couple of things uh, that my son Teddy can play with because he's two and a half and he really wasn't the culprit in this sassy, no cleaning attitude. But everything else, I gave, I, you know, I put, we have this storage area on on either side of the, you know, in the attic. And uh, the problem is they really haven't noticed that that stuff is gone, (laughs) (laughs) which is annoying to me because, you know, that was supposed to be sort of a punishment for, you know, being sassy in attitude and not helping and not, you know. It really hasn't seemed to phase them much. And then it gets me thinking, okay, if you guys haven't noticed that these toys are gone, then you clearly don't need them. This is not like important to you. But the problem is, for me, I have spent a lot of money. And time on these toys and you know I get excited about buying some of this stuff because I really think they're gonna enjoy it and it's almost like I'm taking it personally because I was so excited to get this princess castle thing for them because I really thought that they would enjoy it and they'd love it and play with it and then I had to take it away because they basically deconstructed it and all these little pieces were everywhere and they just weren't taking care of it and I got annoyed, and so I was just like, "Fine, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to take this away. Like, you guys are clearly not taking care of this, and, you know, so that's been gone, like for probably a year, and they haven't noticed.
0: So, okay, so there's, there's a, there's lot, a lot there. There's a lot to so unpack the kids here. Toys. Yeah, there's a lot mm-hmm. to unpack here. So I think one thing is, I, I feel like you're on a good path with this idea of. They aren't noticing that it's gone, mm-hmm. and so less guilt of your, your sort of taking something away from them right. by, by taking it away. I also think that you need to really sort of like roll around a little bit in this idea that you feel bad throwing money away. And use that the next time you are looking to buy things. And I know we kind of had a talk. In fact, I think this mm-hmm. whole discussion that we're having today sort of came off of uh, an Instagram story that you had done yes. about how you had so much stuff and you're going into the holidays and you and you were like, how am I supposed to want to buy things for my kids if they don't seem to appreciate the stuff that they already have? And so right. I think that's kind of what rolled out. So use that as kind of a catalyst, I think. Right. You know, the next time they have a birthday or next time you want to like reward them with with, with a toy or something or something tangible when they've done something. So a lot of times us as parents, we sort of either we want to give them the childhood we had or the childhood we didn't have. Right. And, you know, there's right, like, sure. you know, we're, we're kind of trying to like, Oh, well I never had this stuff, you know, for, for me, I know personally, part of the reason why I feel like I have to do all the things Mm -hmm. is that, you know, I grew up, I was one of five. My mom was a stay at home mom. My dad was a police officer for most of the time we were growing up and we didn't have a ton of money. Mm -hmm. And so like we, it was like a treat to go to McDonald's, you know, (laughs) like, like that was like a big deal in my house. And so I feel like there are times when I'm like trying to jam everything into my schedule because I want my kids to have more than I had. And I think that that's a very sort of, parent thing to do and sure. that's you know like wanting to give them these amazing experiences and toys and and you know you have a sister you have two sisters right uh three sisters three sisters so like you had this you know and you're you're one you're a twin mm-hmm. so you have one sister you're very close right. with, and I think that probably you know seeing this princess castle means oh this is sisters this is right togetherness this okay and that's awesome but on the flip side like kids are little a-holes.
1: <laughs> well, you know, and the problem is like some of the stuff, you know, the past, like this past Christmas and, and the birthdays and stuff, Ian and I have tried to be much more mindful about what we're buying and really think about, okay, is this something that we want to bring into the, into our house? And, you know, trying not to get all wrapped up in the whole, especially the, the holidays thing. And just kind of, I feel like towards as it gets closer, we end up sort of just buying random stuff. Cause Oh, this will be fun. This will be fun. And then later we're like, wait, why did we, why right. did we get that? Right. So this year we really tried to be very mindful about, you know, we're only going to spend X amount of money, trying to give a little cap on that to help rein it in. And maybe like a, a, just, okay. Four items, a kid. And you know, just, just things like that. And even talking to grandparents and just saying, Hey guys, we're really trying to keep the, the stuff to a minimum. You know, here's some ideas. Cause I read your book about the, you know, clutter-free gift ideas and things like that. And just giving some ideas about what grandparents can do so that we're not bombarded with a bunch of presents, which is great. But, you know, I still, yeah, I have these memories. You know, I had a great childhood and I had all the things that I could want, but I just, you know, I, I buy these things because I, you know, you love seeing that excitement in your kids Mm -hmm. eyes and, and you love, you know, making them, you know, they, they mention a certain thing and you're able to give that to them and they're so excited and they love it in the beginning. Right. It's, it's wonderful. Right. And then it, it sort of peters off. And then you think, wait a minute. Like, I really tried. I, you, you said you wanted this. Right. And I really tried. And I got it for you. And then now it's just, yeah. you, you, don't, you don't take care of There's it. There's actually and... a term
0: for it. It's called habituation. So it's okay. this idea that when you have a new experience or you get a new thing, and it can even happen on the opposite side, um, if you're sad or you mm-hmm. have a loss, a breakup – the impact emotionally is so big at first and then it wanes and and it's just like any sort of addictive behavior. When you, when you get a lot of stuff, Mm -hmm. your brain is like really excited. And then that, that amount of time that you're excited about it is going to get less and less every time because Mm -hmm. you're going to want that fix again. You're going to want that dopamine rush in your brain of getting something new. So, you know, you said you ask your kids what they want. Do you ever say, what is one thing you want for Christmas? Or do they give you a list?
1: So so it's not like they're rattling off a bunch of, I want so this, I want, not that, I want that. So they're not asking. It's you that is so, buying Some of stuff. the stuff, like some of the bigger items that they've asked for, and I know that you've mentioned before, you know, involve the kids in the process of getting rid of things. And I, I feel like I've tried that and it blew up in my face. How much did you do at one time, though?
0: Because, you know, just like with anything, so, like, if you're going to go run a marathon, you're not going to go out today and run 20 miles. You're going to go out today and run a half mile or a a mile. So when you do this, you know, it may be like, we're going to start by every week going through our backpacks and getting rid of the papers from the week at school. You know, so recently, I took all the time off at, at Christmas, pretty much. And then, you know, we just had four days. I don't know. Were you guys oh off God. yesterday? Yes. So we just had a four-day weekend. And I've been, like, picking a corner of the kids' room. Mm-hmm. So rather than saying we're going to declutter Do the, the toy room, right. we did the table where they do their little artwork and then one day we did their closet and we got rid of all the clothes that they didn't fit them anymore we cleared off the shelves so that they could put some of their bigger toys in there Mm -hmm. so rather than trying to tackle so much at once so say maybe like today we're just going to work on dolls or today we're just going to work on the bookshelf Mm -hmm. and because just like us, you know, kids will suffer from de- decision fatigue, and even quicker oh, yeah. than an adult would, because they have they don't have the skills. So it's it's a skill. You know, your brain is a muscle. You have to build it up. And so, working on this skill with them, starting small, and, and you maybe start with their stuff. So, Maddie, today we are going to work on your stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. And here is the goal. You're laughing.
1: <laughs> stuffed animals is is very difficult for me personally and I end up putting a lot of value on on them maybe more so than the kids do I don't know why I think my mother broke me when she was (laughs) because she's the kind of person that and the movie Toy Story that broke me you know, I, I like, I, I put these feelings onto right. inanimate objects. And I'm like, oh, you can't give that stuffed animal away. It has, you know. Oh, I just, just just give them to me. I'll have a little bonfire oh my in my backyard. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: now. No. You can't touch my stuffed animal. No. So I think this is very interesting. And if you don't if you don't want to talk about this, we can cut it out later. But you had said one time that your mom brought, like, the boxes of stuff from your childhood oh. over to you. Yep. And that you were looking through them. In fact, I think your sister just posted a Facebook yeah. video the other night of you guys like going through Reading these boxes stuff. and yeah. being
1: like, it's kinda like, Why did you save all this stuff? kind of thing. So then right. okay. I'm trying not to be I think I'm not as good as I could be, but better than my mom. Okay. Hey, man, so, every generation so that's, that's gets a, a little step, better. Right? Okay. That's, so so yeah, I do recognize that there are there are lots of things that I don't need to keep, and I'm certainly much better than my mom, and I learned to not ask my mom's opinion anymore about getting rid of things <laughs> because she tells me to keep everything. So, keep everything so she can give it back. Oh, my God. Right, yeah. Because I mean, that's there's... the
0: thing is, think about as you're saving these things or all of these, you know, like, if I don't, I don't even know how much many stuffed animals that you, that you have or things like that, but, like, If your mom showed up with two tubs of stuffed animals for you and like, yeah, you would lose your mind and and kids learn by example, you know? So that's one thing that I am like really trying to work on right now is when I see my kids like being short or like frustrated mm-hmm. or even some of the things that come out of their mouth mm-hmm. that and I know like, are oh! exactly, yes, now they are exactly in mirror. <laughs> words that come out of my mouth. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like there is zero other place that you could have learned that phrase right. or that skill or that way to deal with something. And so I think that that's something really important. You've recognized the fact yes. that you sort of imbue emotional sentiment on. Oh yes. And I, and objects.
1: I, I am fully aware that it's kind of absurd I mean I, I get that but I can't step away from from that from that feeling and I, I I told Ian too I I have a lot of anxiety when the trash truck and the recycle trucks come to our house I I can't watch it I get I have this I, I panic and I have this fear that there has been something that's been thrown away or a recycled that shouldn't be in there and then it's gone and lost forever it, I I it's so irrational, I know, but I like I panic sometimes. I'm so glad when I'm not here when the trash and the recycle bin come through because I'm like, so Oh God, something's
0: been gone. And do you think that that's because you have access to everything? I don't know. Do you think it's because like as as frustrating as it is that your mom brought all that stuff over, you know deep down in your heart that and if there, there is
1: something it's there. Maybe. I don't know. I, I and I asked Allison, Allison, my twin sister, uh, it Feels the exact same way. Interesting. Like we, we both like have this anxiety when the trash truck. But okay, so yeah, so oh, it- and the, the worst is I told Ian I've been going through. Um, we're gonna be renovating the basement, and we had we just have way too much stuff down there. That's another topic for another day. But part of it was like the kids' clothes clothing bins. You know, with four kids, I've kept a lot of clothes. Just because we, were, we knew we were going to have more kids and all that. I told Ian, I was like, I, I can go through stuff and I, I can be brutal and I'll I'll put it in a bag and everything. I cannot be the one that takes it to the charity shop to give away. Because as soon as I get there, I start to panic and worry that I'm giving something away that I don't want to give away, that I shouldn't, that I want to keep. And because I, I just need to go with that gut feeling that, okay, right here, as I go through it, I don't need it. And he needs to take it away then. <laughs> so, which is stronger, your frustration
0: with feeling overwhelmed with clutter in your house, or your fear
1: of getting rid of something that may be important? Oh, I, th- it's it's a it's a close race between those two. Okay, but I, I think that the frustration with the clutter is is winning out right now. Okay, so this is good. Yeah, because. I think that because they're they're
0: close, because they are very similar, you are giving equal weight, and that's what's sort of holding you back from actually making mm-hmm. progress. So mm-hmm. I think that if that why so the reason why you want to get, because you're overwhelmed, your house for the size of your family is, you know, it's fine
1: for it's the f- size. Yeah. I mean, lots but, of people have lived with six people in a 79-square-foot house, right? So right. I, and, I, and that's the thing. I get frustrated because I know that... You know I know that we have enough space and that we can make this work but we have at, at this point with the four kids we have to be much more efficient about it yeah. and much more intentional about yeah. what we have in these different spaces you know and and eventually as the kids get a little bit older like I'm going to try to do some more work for the business and things so I'd like to carve out a space for me to have a desk and a computer and you know things like that so and and this upstairs space that we're sitting in right now right now is the kids playroom but in a couple of months we need to turn this space into maddie and emmy's bedroom so and then teddy's going to go in there but you know so things are going to get shifted around so we have to figure out where you know we i feel like we need to pare down right now and and figure out like how can we have this space be the kids bedroom and then still have some toys and things for them to play with so there's yeah, a lot, there's a lot there's on our a, plate right now. <laughs> there is a lot on your plate right
0: now. Uh, what is the absolute worst thing that could happen if something does end up in the recycling or go to the thrift store that you didn't want it? What is worst case scenario? Uh,
1: I, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. I guess. I mean, obviously, I know that most. I, I think the worst case scenario is that. I have given something away that cannot be replaced that I cannot go out and buy again. And I, and I think, you know, especially maybe for an item of clothing or something like that, that maybe more memories are tied to it that I can't, I know this is silly, but it's almost like maybe I'm losing those memories a little bit. But But do you actually forget it? it,
0: I was going to say, do you actually forget if you, you know, if if you have a picture of Maddie in a little romper from
1: when she was a a little girl? And um, those memories only come flooding back when I see that item of clothing again. Right. Right. Like, it's been in those bins for years now. I mean, Emmy wore them when she was, you know, those different ages. But other than that, it's been, it's been packed away And, you know, it's only now as I'm going through that stuff again, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember Maddie being two and wearing that, you know, and sort of those, those memories and the nostalgia sort of comes back. Um, And maybe I shouldn't be doing this when I'm three months postpartum. Well, Uh, yes, there is. (laughs) With all those hormones and emotions uh, going. So maybe that's a a thing, too. A (laughs) lot to unpack here. But I think, too. Okay, so
0: remembering that why. Remembering why you want to get rid of this stuff in the first place. and that hopefully the relief of having some visual sanity in mm-hmm. your house will be so much greater than the fear of forgetting because, you know, so if if it's that fear of forgetting, if it's that fear that if I lose this outfit or this toy, I will no longer remember that first birthday party when she got this teddy bear from her grandma or whatever, take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. Make a book of that. Mm-hmm. You know, the item itself is not the memory your brain is the memory you know what's in you know, your brain like is the times memory where,
1: you know people have passed down like oh you know your your father used to play with this or something you know so I, I guess there's this feeling that i would like to have some things because i always think it's so neat sometimes when people hold on to something that you know they can pass down to their grandkids or their you know things mm-hmm. like that so then it's, it's sort of like this pressure that i'm putting on myself to try to figure out well is this is this valuable enough to keep to pass down and I know I'm being ridiculous because my mother gave me clothes that I used to wear as a kid and I'm like, You've got to be kidding me, I don't want this. Right. This is this this smells like mothballs, it's been sitting in your basement for thirty years <laughs> and I would never put that. I've washed it like a million times, literally washed it several times and that smell won't come out. I'm never putting this on my children.
0: Yeah. But yet it's still in the I feel like downstairs. you need to write that down and put it but in the <laughs> bin where Maybe you I just, keep...
1: I need to do like a video for myself right. that I can watch later on and right. say, Alicia, get a grip. Yeah. Your this kids smells don't like want this stuff they will thank you later yeah. for not keeping everything. I
0: feel like you're so close. Like, you're right there. You're saying yes, all the right, right things, but you're just you're not ready to sort of, like, take that step to let go. Because I feel like, in the end, you know, you've said your kids don't miss the stuff. They're, they're going to be fine with it. So that sort of parent... Saying, I'm,
1: I'm tripping over myself. I know parent, that. Like, go. I'm tripping over myself a lot when it comes to the kids'
0: toys. So and start like with the easiest things. You said that the stuffed animals and the clothes are hard for you. So maybe these toys that have been packed away mm. for months that they
1: don't play with or don't ask for. Maybe that's where you start. So how do you decide though? Because some of these toys are, you know, age appropriate for Madeline and Emily, who are seven and a half and five, right? But I also have a two and a half year old and a three month old. So I know that these kids are gonna grow. So I guess I'm having a hard time deciding what I should keep for potentially the younger kids who will want to play. Are with you this gonna stuff stop eventually. buying toys? No,
0: that's, but to be answer with you, right with I there. did not,
1: I did not buy Ellie, my three month old, anything for Christmas. Yeah. Cause I just found that absurd. Well, yeah, I mean, um, but some people would have, I'm like, the right. last thing I need is more clothes for this child, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Don't buy her any clothes. And, and Teddy, honestly, I think we got maybe one little truck or something, but that was it. Like, we really didn't buy him anything either because I'm thinking, we, we have a bunch of toys. So
0: it's like when people lose weight, okay? So mm-hmm. I if you have a, I have a client who is right now in, like, 16s and 18s. Mm-hmm. But she has boxes of, like, 8s, 10s, and 12s in her basement. And we got them out the other day, and they're not in style. Right. They are not what she wants to wear. She doesn't love them. And so the thing is, is, like, as, as she gets back down to that, mm-hmm, that weight, weight right. she's not going to want to wear those old clothes right. that are out of style. And that, so that's kind of what I'm getting at is, like, if these toys that are sort of gender-specific to girls right. are toys that Maddie and Emmy want to play with, Ellie is, you know, six years behind them. Is that going to be what she likes? Is it going to be what she wants? And so then you're taking up valuable space in your appropriately sized but getting smaller home for something that she may or may not like. And you are going to buy her something Anyways. right? Something that's her something that is in her interest. In yeah, she might want to be, be a marine castle. biologist. Right, you know. <laughs> so I think that
1: if you bear that in mind, and it's hard because the money thing is so hard. Because I know. I, I'm I'm sort of angry with my children in a way because some some of those toys were upwards of fifty dollars or more, and and I'm just thinking, you've got to be kidding me! I yeah. mean, the amount of money that I've wasted on some on toys that they said that they wanted and that they were supposed to play with and now aren't or worse yet they just don't take care of right and leave all over the floor yeah. and then they step on them and they get broken I'm just thinking are you flipping kidding me yeah like this stinks and yeah. it just it, it puts me it puts me in a very like sour like I end up getting depressed a lot of times when I come up here and take a look or like try to get the kids to clean up and they won't and I'm just like I feel so deflated and just so bummed out that you know my kids aren't they're sort of being ungrateful bratty kids you know which typical seven and five right. are, you know that that's you know I'm pretty sure I was like that when I was a kid but it's just it's it's just deflating to to feel like you're trying to be a good parent you're trying to give them the things that they want and you you basically just kind of get slapped in the face constantly because you're just like great right. well you don't You don't want that. You know, and then they turn around and we're at tar. Oh, mommy, can we please have that? No, you can't have that. (laughs) No. Yeah. And I I think you're in good company. I feel like you are
0: the rule, not the exception. We all feel that struggle. And I think it's very interesting that you said something about you're trying to be a good parent. So then drill down to what really is a good parent. like. Okay, right. I know we joke about like, you know, we they fed, they slept, they right. got clothes. They today. have a
1: warm bed to sleep in their, food in their bellies, they good. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. They're
0: good. And so then, okay, next level, like right. what? do they feel loved? Right. Are they doing things that they're interested in? Okay, next level, do they have the stuff that they need? Mm. And then that final level is the stuff that they want, and of course they're gonna want everything right. all the time and get excited about new things because they're very egocentric, and mm-hmm. that's that's just
1: part I mean, of being. A kid. I mean, I get excited about new things, yeah, right? I mean, like, yeah. that's a that's that's a thing, and I and I get that. And a lot of times, you know, we're in a store, and oh, can I put have this? Sure, let's put it on your birthday list, or I'll take a picture of it, and then yeah. they, they forget about it because right. I know I'm like I'm not buying that giant unicorn that's bigger <laughs> than you are. I literally have no place to put that in our house. I'm sorry, we're not getting that. But I'll take a picture of it. For you, yeah. So yeah, and you—you'd mentioned something a little bit ago about just the physical space, and and I'm definitely that kind of person where it's, I, I start to feel just like very anxious, like I have sort of a visceral response when I'm in a room that just doesn't feel cleaned up and and organized. I just I get frustrated, and it's it's hard then for me to focus and concentrate on other things and feel like I I end up sort of walking through the house and just feel like everything is just, everything's in disarray. And so then I feel like that sort of ends up filtering into other aspects of my life, where it's just sort of like this shame spiral of like, everything's not going right, you know? and And I know a lot of it has to do with just my physical space around me and the way that it looks and feels. And if I can try to get that under control, then I'll have sort of this sense of calm and I know that I can get other things Organized and under control too. Does that make sense? I think it makes a complete <laughs> sense.
0: So here is what I think your next step should be. Mm-hmm. I think you've got this angel and devil oh, on I your totally shoulders, do.
1: <laughs> and the angel is
0: the I want to live in a clear, clutter l- less cluttered less, space. Right. And the devil is, but if you throw it away, you'll forget. You mean my mother. Yes. (laughs) It's right here on my shoulder. Don't throw that away. They might need that later. So I think that, like we talked about earlier, you need to start letting that desire to have calm. Because, you know, the words that you're using, you know, like you're stressed, you're depressed, you're anxious... Those are big words and big feelings mm-hmm. and that filters into your relationship with your kids and your relationship mm-hmm, with your husband, mm-hmm. the relationship with your space. Let that, let those feelings sort of propel you past that fear. Right. And that's a lot easier to come out of my mouth than it is to to actually <laughs> to tackle, do. Right. But I think that awareness is that first step. Mm-hmm. And right now the Marie Kondo thing is so big and everybody's watching the show on Netflix right. and stuff like that. But, you know, the one thing that I really do love about her method is that intentional living and mm-hmm. the things that actually bring joy into your life
1: currently currently right not not things, potentially in the future or, or, or 10 years ago in the past right so
0: kind of think about that and just because you lose the item doesn't mean you lose the memory and so right. what ways can we figure out how you can sort of quell that fear of I'll never remember Maddie's first trip to the park or I'll never remember Emmy's first birthday if I don't actually have the physical clothing that they were wearing or the present that they received you know what is a way that y- we can make that a tangible memory that will take up less space than the actual items right
1: and I think that part of that fear is because I I mean ask Ian I, I do have a very terrible memory yeah and, and it's almost like if I'm not uh, physically reminded of those things then it, it's it's gone it's lost yeah. right so it's like i'm I'm trying to hold on because I know that I have a bad memory about things. And so, yeah, it's like, oh, well, I don't luckily hold on this, we you know. live in a
0: day and age where not only can you do this, but there are services out there that can do it for you. Like there is a service called archive that you can literally send them a box of your children's artwork or pictures or clothing. They will photograph it and make a book for you and then send everything back to you and you can either get rid of it or you can just have the book. Like, literally, if there is something out there... What? (laughs) That's a thing people do? Absolutely. Oh, my God. Mind blown. That's what I'm saying, and this is why why it's so important, because if you're having these feelings, you are, again, the rule, not the exception. I work with women that are exactly like what you're saying all the time, in Mm -hmm. the sense that they have this fear that that their kid will 30 years from now be like, why don't you have this from my childhood? Or that somehow you'll forget their first birthday party because you don't have the, you know, the party hats that everybody wore there. You know, it's, it, it is very, very common. And that is why people are starting to develop these sorts of services. So rather than stress yourself out about how am I going to keep all this stuff? Let's start working on ways that we can create a concrete less spatially um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) taking up way to keep those memories for you. And then we can part with the actual items that you know they aren't going to want because you didn't want them from you. And
1: I've tried to be smart, you know, about like the papers and stuff coming Mm -hmm. in from the, you know, kids school you know, I will. I'll. I'll put it on the kitchen table, and I'll take a picture of it. And I have a little file folder thing in my iPhotos that says M E S Y C fours. Yeah. You know, and that's all. You know, and eventually, hopefully, maybe I'll have some time and actually make a photo book out of it. But or you it's will digital, pay someone to do it. Or well, I'll pay someone because to do that. That's really what it comes down
0: <laughs> to in the end. Again, going back to that idea of what is more important to you and your why right now is. I need my house to be less cluttered because it is stressing me out. It is depressing me. It is making me anxious. It is making me uh, feel like a bad parent. It's making me feel like a bad wife going back to that sort of thing. So then we seek out people that are going to help us mm-hmm. to do these things so that we don't have to have those feelings anymore. And so I think that that's a good, you know, so sort of isolating the fear and, and real figuring out a way to overcome the fear through alternate methods than keeping the actual item in the house. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. And if you need help, of course you can ask.
1: Ooh, girl, me. it's big,
0: mm. but you it know is. what? Like I said, you're you're so right there. Like, you, what do they say that uh, um, acknowledgement is the first step? It is. I
1: think it is the first step.
0: I've, and so I've I acknowledge
1: think... that I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's like eleven more steps left after that, or something. <laughs> there is,
0: but I think that you're good. You've acknowledged <laughs> what it is that is scaring you about it, and mm. what is holding you back, and you've also acknowledged the fact that your kids don't seem to. It's, you're not going to ruin them if you take this stuff
1: away. So thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to having work. having me. I'm excited. Yeah. Because right. it, I'm gonna it check... needs to happen, but I want it to happen. I'm going to check back in with you. I hope you do. Yeah. With some more drinks. And uh, yes, we'll bring the blueberry <laughs> combo to right. the next time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Compare and contrast. I mean, we owe it to everybody <laughs> to let them know. Market research. which Market research. Exactly. Which is better. Thank you, Alicia. <laughs> thank you, Christy. Thank you, Christy
0: all righty let's do a quick recap of what we talked about with alicia today alicia said her number one pain point is dealing with all of the kids stuff in her house part of her struggle comes from both putting extra sentiment on items that maybe shouldn't be so sentimental but she also hates getting rid of toys or clothes that she spent good money on or time finding and that could possibly be used by her younger kids She did find that when she took away the bulk of excess toys in her house, her kids didn't seem to notice or really mind, which I think could be true of many parents out there. If you find this to be true, try writing it down or find some way to remind yourself that the kids didn't notice when they were gone so that the next time you have a birthday party or a holiday where you're tempted to go overboard buying stuff for your kids, you remember that more is not necessarily more. My suggestion for Alicia as she starts tackling decluttering in her home is to start with the things that would mean the least to her. So that in Alicia's case would mean current toys or toys that she's packed away versus the stuffed animals in the baby clothes which are very sentimental to her. And I also recommend involving the kids in the decluttering process so that they can start to develop these skills also. But don't go too big right off the bat. Try starting with something like a weekly backpack clean out or one drawer or one bin at a time. Also, working small is going to help you and them with what they call decision fatigue. And if you are struggling with what to keep for future children, ask yourself, am I going to stop shopping because I have all of these things? or? What if my younger child doesn't want or like this thing that I've been storing all this time? Or maybe, would I actually put the mothball smelling baby clothes my mom brings over here on my kids? Also, it's very important to focus on why you want to make the change in your home. So for Alicia, she really needs mental clarity in her visual space around her. She's actually having a visceral reaction to seeing the clutter in her home. And if she keeps that idea at the forefront of her mind, it may help her when she's struggling with these sentimental decisions. And finally, Alicia needs to research some alternative ways to keep these memories in her home without taking up the space of keeping the actual items. So something like creating a memory book with pictures of the kids' special clothes or stuffed animals and artwork versus keeping those actual items. Just a reminder, if you have organizing and simplifying issues in your family that you'd like to discuss with me, go on over to the show notes at podcast.com. Simplesolutionsorganizing.com and look for the link to my questionnaire. I just might contact you for an upcoming episode. And speaking of upcoming episodes, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss next week's very special Valentine's episode when I am talking about Gretchen Rubin's The Four Tendencies and how they apply to organizing yourself and maybe organizing your spouse. Until then, take care and happy organizing.